0: Well, we have a Podcast League showdown right here on Fantasy Baseball today. Al and Scott tangling in Week 19. Al being victimized by Heath Bell. Scott getting burned by Homer Bailey. Yeah. And anyone else? Or just him?
1: Not exactly that anybody burned me, just that they didn't pitch well. Uh, It was Hiroki Kuroda and Scott Baker, the other two pitchers i had going yesterday so between those three i got like five points
0: well the two of you are locked in a tight battle for the playoffs trying to get in that podcast league playoffs and this is a big week for you too so it's playing for all the nacho chips as they say yeah i hope i don't have to sit in the middle by the end of the week because i don't want this to get heated between the two of you <laughs> <laughs> we'll see let's start the show it is tuesday august 9th 2011 we'll take your emails not today, but tomorrow we'll get to your emails. DM fantasy baseball at CBS.com. D's and Daniel Evans McCutcheon Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. Follow us on Twitter. New Twitter handle at CBS BB. At CBS FantasyBB and CBS Fantasy FB for football. And Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. So this is fantasy baseball today. Three up, three down, most added, most dropped. Let's do it right now. Alex Rios is three up number one and he is hot. Had a good weekend. Then went two for four with a double Monday. Five hits Saturday and Sunday, including a home run. Guys owned in 56% of leagues. Could we be seeing a resurgence from Alex Rios?
2: We could be, but I'm not counting on it yet. This is a three-game streak for Rios. He has hit a double in each of those games. Uh, so we're seeing a bit of power from him that we haven't seen from him all season. But uh, you got three games against the previous you know, 90 or so, 100 or so.
1: Yeah, I think he had like a, a good seven-game stretch at the end of June, and I think we talked about it on yeah. here. Oh, maybe he's back, and he wasn't. Yeah, so. and,
0: and let's not forget, the White Sox had the best matchups this week. So. That's right. Stay tuned to that. Those. Would
1: you rather have Rios or Eric Thames? I would rather have Rios, uh, mostly because Thames has struggled recently, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Blue Jays could send him down at some point. Rios is they're they're probably gonna the White Sox are probably gonna fight their way through with him. Kyle Blanks is three up number two, and he's heating
0: up. And he was a quick pitch of Scotts a couple weeks ago. Homer twice over the weekend, four straight games with
1: two hits, and he's owned in just thirteen percent of leagues. He was a quick pitch of mine because I wanted to quick pitch him again today. Oh yeah, then he I was saw him in three up. I <laughs> he was. I would have been overusing Got Kyle that. Kyle Blanks one. on the brain. <laughs> Apparently, well, well, this is why. Uh, not only is it four straight games with two hits, but six of those eight hits have been extra base hits so he talked uh, really at the very beginning of the streak I think after the first of those four games that about making some adjustments in the batting cage and Seems like they paid off. Huge numbers in the minors. Uh, was hurt by Tommy John surgery last year, so you can throw those numbers out the window. He looks like a mixed-league viable guy. I actually started him in the podcast league this week. And nice. He's, he's one of the players carrying my team so far.
0: <laughs> and three-up number three is another outfielder, Astros outfielder, J.D. Martinez. He's owned in 11% of leagues. How does he compare to Kyle Blanks? Because he has homered three times in five games with 10 RBIs in those five games.
1: I don't trust him as much as Blanks because Blanks had that great showing uh, his rookie season and uh, just had a higher pedigree to begin with. But Martinez, I do like him, generally speaking. I think he was undervalued coming up through the minors. His numbers, batting average and power were always great. And and I feel like he may not be a uh, mixed league viable guy this year, but he uh, he could progress to that point. Heading into next year.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Um, the three homers in five games, I don't know where that came from because he's not really a big power guy, decent power. Um, also, hasn't played up until now above double A, so it's hard to know exactly how those double A stats will translate to the major leagues. But the one thing he has done, which Scott mentioned, is the guy hits for average, uh, one of the best line drive hitters in the minor leagues
0: uh, before his call up. So um, there's, there's definitely value there. Okay, rank these four guys. Ready? We'll go with uh, Kyle Blanks, J.D. Martinez, Hideki Matsui, Josh Willingham.
1: I'll go Blanks, Willingham, Matsui, Martinez. Ditto.
0: All right. Everybody agrees. Three down. Three players trending down. Let's look at B.J. Upton. He's first. He tripled a couple times last week, so that was encouraging. But since the All-Star break, only one home run, only two stolen bases – so he's started in eighty two percent of leagues. is he well does he make that sacred must start list?
1: He hasn't been on the must start list all year does eighty two percent seem a little high uh is that what he's starting in yeah, yeah. he's owned at ninety seven percent eighty two percent seems high i mean if you get to a certain uh type of league, a certain number of teams, a certain number of roster spots, and there's no way you can sit him, but in in leagues like the podcast league. Uh, Ten-team, twelve-team standard mixed leagues. I think uh, he's he doesn't need to be starting in all of them. There's enough good outfielders out there that you don't have to rely on someone so re- unreliable.
2: Well, here's here's the thing. He is ranked right around 35th both in rotisserie and head-to-head formats right now. He's in the top 40, just a couple of spaces um, separate him in those two formats uh, of rankings. And um, you know, so if you're in a shallow league, which is three outfielders. You yeah, know, no room in he's the. He's borderline. Inf- yeah, he's borderline. Right, maybe okay. a utility guy, um, and even in a deeper league,
0: you know, it's
2: uh, he's yeah, he's he's still a little borderline.
0: Danny Valencia went zero for four, and he struck out twice Monday. And since that big Week Sixteen, he just hasn't done much. And he's owned in seventy-two percent of leagues, started in fifty-four percent. Al, what do you think about Valencia? Well, I, you know, I disagree a little bit with saying that he hasn't done
2: much since Week Sixteen because he has continued to hit for for average. In fact. Before Sunday, he had at least one base hit in 18 out of 19 games. So his average keeps climbing up. And, you know, there have been some multi-hit games in there too, so it's not like a steady, you know, one for four, one for five thing. And on our chat yesterday, we had a question. Do you think Valencia can hit 300 the rest of the way? Actually, I don't think it's you could go to the bank with it, but I actually think he could. Now, he won't give you much more than that, but I'm not sure you should have counted on Valencia for much power anyway. So, you know, at third base, that's... You know, I think that is good enough to be starting in seventy two percent of leagues.
0: Valencia or Casey McGee? Valencia.
1: Yeah, I I might actually go McGee. Um it, it depends a lot on how McGee responds from that three homer game, so something to watch the rest of this week. Bonifacio or Valencia? <laughs> uh Bonifacio, I okay. think pretty easily. What I wanted to add about Valencia is that I, I wonder if the twins might be losing some faith in him because there have been some Some has been some talk recently of Maurer getting time at third base when, you know, it might just have to do with Morneau coming back and, okay, here's another place we can play Maurer, but that's something to watch too.
0: Trayvon Robinson is three down, number three. He's owned in 12% of leagues, started in 5%, and he did make an amazing catch in the outfield over the weekend, but two for 12, five strikeouts, no walks for the Mariners. Are you high on this guy? Did we really talk about him? I feel like he got called up after our show.
1: I can't remember. I talk in so many different places, it's hard to remember where. And I just sat talking, so I don't even remember either. (laughs) I do think Robinson has a bright future. He and Sands were pretty much neck and neck coming up through the Dodger system. Oh, yeah.
0: I think we did talk about him.
1: Okay. Sounds familiar. Yeah, a little little bit. Now that
0: the Jerry Sands (laughs) comparison was made.
1: Yeah. But it, it might be. You know, neither of them. I don't think either of them were in the top 100 baseball America entering the season. So Robinson, I'm almost certain wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing an adjustment from him, like we saw with Sands, and I, I don't know that it's a long term concern, but this is why he's probably just an AL only guy right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if we got to him last Thursday. I know we might have touched on him Sunday. Uh, anyway, let's go on to the rotation. Oh, we got to start out talking about Luke Hoshaver. This guy, a two-start guy, had a great one yesterday. Seven innings, one earn at Tampa Bay with seven strikeouts. And still 35% of leagues. He's only owning 35%. So he's out there in 65%. You like that math? But you, you helped with that, right? I uh, did. I picked him up in the podcast league, even though I'm out of it. But I got nice, nice production from him yesterday. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, this is really a a good thing for Hosea. Now five starts in a row where he's been really solid in four of those five, seven innings or more. um, Better strikeout to walk ratios of late. uh, Ground ball rate is is all right. So uh, I think it's a point now. I wouldn't trust him in a one-start week, but next time
0: around when he has two starts, I would try to beat you to the punch. You wouldn't trust him him in a one-start league? No, not, not yet. Okay, Charlie Morton is the second pitcher in the rotation. Fifteen scoreless innings over his last two starts. He is also owned in thirty-five percent of leagues. <laughs> Scott, uh, is Scott not big. <laughs> ooh, Scott is not happy.
1: Yeah, I'm not happy because Al got this start from him in the podcast. League. And <laughs> I thought that was an easy win for me because I don't like Morton to never have. And he has a 150 whip on the year. So I, I that's I mean, a, one, a guy with a 150 whip doesn't deserve to be starting in mixed league. Well, he he does when he's got matchups that are really favorable to <laughs> him. And he's he's got some of the
2: craziest splits uh, among it, starting pitchers. Yeah. I mean, unhittable against right handers. Lefties tear him up. And he's got you know, a couple lineups this week that are pretty righty heavy. So that's, that's a good. That, that good that's note. why I picked him up. Plus, every all the other two star pitchers were gone.
1: That's the other reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Charlie Morton. Kind of uh, he's a matchup guy, but Hoshaver and Morton are own the same amount of leagues. Who do you like?
1: I mean, I like Shaver more because I, I just think the ceiling is higher for him. Al Morton, really? Yeah.
0: All right, Al's not coming around on Luke Shaver yet. Okay. Jeremy Hellickson, he has been solid lately, and I only bring him up because I'm wondering about an innings limit. What's his deal? Um, he struck out seven and seven and a third Monday against the Royals.
2: Well, the the Rays are, I mean, I don't think there's a specific innings limit, but the Rays are really going out of their way to give him lots of rest. Now, that plan may be scrapped for a while while Alex Cobb is out because they don't really have options in terms of. Uh, inserting guys into the rotation. They're on a straight five-man rotation again. But uh, Helixson's going to be unreliable for innings, I think, uh, once Cobb comes back off the
0: DL. So. And they're out of contention, more or less. Yeah. So uh, it's I'd be obviously worried if I were yeah. Helixson. You, you know what you're getting. It's not going to be a full season of fantasy studness or whatever. <laughs> Semi-studness. <laughs> okay, yeah. Homer Bailey... Uh Yeah, Scott, you want to talk about Homer Bailey? Not a good one yesterday.
1: No, and it, it's been such an up-and-down thing for right. him recently. I think we were hoping after the last start where he went eight innings, he might be okay, particularly since the Rockies aren't so great on the road. Right. But Seth Smith hit two homers off him, and it was just an ugly, ugly day. And I ended up dropping him after the game for uh, my AL quick pitch, who we'll get oh. to later. Okay. Um, But... The issue with Bailey now is, since he doesn't seem to be breaking this up-and-down pattern, he's kind of like oh, Shaver. I don't know that I'll ever be able to trust him in a one-start week.
0: So, Homer Bailey or Yvonne Nova? I hope that's not your quick pitch.
1: No, that's <laughs> not my quick pitch. I'll go with Bailey just because Nova's spot isn't secure, but Nova is interesting to me. Homer
0: Bailey or Garrett Richards?
1: I'd have to go Homer Bailey. There's... You know,
2: there's something good there. I actually thought this could be a good week, and maybe still even could be. He's got one more start, Bailey. But uh, Richards, you know, just about to make his Major League debut uh, for the Angels, so I have no idea what we're going to see from him.
0: A disappointing start for John Danks. That's two in a row where he has allowed four earned runs, six and a third Monday against Baltimore, six innings and four runs last time out against the Yankees. Any concern here over John Danks?
2: Not for me. Um Not yet, and I know it's been an up and down year for Danks, but um, there's been a lot more good performance here from him than what we've seen the last couple of times out. So, you know, every pitcher's gone through a stretch like this. No reason why Danks would be immune. Injuries, news, notes from around baseball. Injuries are the reason why.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it could have been, but injuries, news, and notes. Let's do it. Jose Reyes. He should be out uh, two to three weeks with the hamstring injury. Uh, I'm going to go back and say they should have traded him at the trade deadline, but um, whatever. And Brendan Ryan is on the DL in case you need a shortstop in deep league. So we talked about this on Sunday. We talked about potential replacements for Reyes. Guys to keep an eye on, Jed Lowry, Rafael uh D. Gordon maybe. Unieski Betancourt is actually on the most added list, so we'll talk about him later and look at shortstops. I- I'm
1: going to ask you, since you seem to be the biggest Reyes opponent okay. here. Would you draft him in the first round next year? No. Wow, no, I wouldn't no.
0: because I don't like taking injury-prone guys with my first pick. I just so you
1: wouldn't take Josh Hamilton. You wouldn't have taken him this year. Uh, I, I think you did say that at the time. Yeah, I pro-
0: probably so would just not have.
1: Generally speaking, any injury-prone. My, I, guy, I just don't. I, I think you, you
0: can kill your team if you if you take a big risk in the first round.
1: Would you take Hanley Ramirez in the first round next year? I don't know. But I would be more know. likely. Okay. I
0: would be more likely to take Hanley, but he's coming. I mean, this year is not good for him. It's just, it's been are, bad.
1: Are we going to rank Hanley over Reyes heading uh, into next if year? If we had to do it right now, yeah, I would. You would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be Reyes is going to be one of the most interesting it's, players. He is going to be one of the harder guys to project. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you take him in the first round?
1: I would.
2: Yeah, yeah. At this point, probably not. But it would be close. I could see taking him right around
0: twelve, thirteen, fourteen,
2: somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, yeah, maybe late round, late first round, you know, be more likely. But certainly I'm not going to take him second or third overall like we did with no. Tulo and Hanley. No, no. Uh, okay. Scott Baker struggled against the Red Sox, and he's also got some elbow issues, Al. Is this a big deal? Might be. You know, Baker has
2: had some ongoing health issues this year, so it's it's certainly something to watch and certainly something, you know, that could have affected him on Monday night. So, yeah. uh, you know, could be, but...
0: Not panic time just yet. Shane Victorino is appealing his three-game suspension. And I just – I don't get how Eli Whiteside didn't get suspended. That guy, (laughs) he could have been wearing boxing gloves. He was so anxious to get into a fight. But Victorino, the only one suspended from that uh, – you can't even – they don't have bench-clearing brawls anymore. You notice that? They just don't have good (laughs) old-fashioned slugfests these days.
1: No, not – not. well, I mean, there was that Cardinals-St. Louis one. What was it, just last year? Where there was, was there the, the kicking? Who was it? Who was kicking? Edinson Volquez or oh, yeah, that was yeah, last you're year. You're was right. it Volquez or were like, they throwing him under the bus? I don't,
0: I don't remember who it was, but I now I remember the brawl. Yeah. But I feel like yeah, they're few Volquez. and far between now.
2: This year, you're right, not that many, but it seemed like last year there were a lot.
0: Were there? Why am yeah. I forgetting all this? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well anyway, Victorino's appealing a three game suspension. Shin uh, Soo Chu, he is beginning his rehab assignment. When will he be back? Maybe about a week. That's pretty good. A little uh, is that sooner than expected. Or
2: actually, you know what? I I probably spoke out of turn there because now i we need to go back and check that because I seem to remember seeing something that it was a 20 day assignment. Okay. So probably a week out. No, where I just came up with that, but um, probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But obviously thinking of somebody else because I think this is a 20 day rehab assignment All
0: right. for two. Check the website fantasynews.cbssports.com will we see uh, Brian McCann and Arod next week in week 20
1: I know Arod is getting close to a rehab assignment I don't I, I don't think we're going to see him for a full week 20 I I th- I would plan on benching him for that extra week McCann um you know it's still a little too early to tell with him too I feel like if if you're not going to get a full week from these guys you should plan to sit him
0: Carlos Beltran has some pain in his hand he's day to day the Rockies signed Kevin Millwood. I would love to see him start in Coors Field. I think we, oh. could, we could set records that
1: day. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, you look at what their alternatives were. It doesn't look
0: like the such rec- a
1: horrible decision. The records were coming either way. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Yonder Alonso took some grounders at third base, and he might play some third base. That's interesting.
1: It is interesting. Yeah, it is. I don't know that it's going to go so well. <laughs> I think he's going to get traded in the off season. I don't know that there's a way around that. Adam Dunn, this I
0: just also thought was interesting. He says he'll be in better shape next spring training, so maybe a bit of an explanation for his awful year. But good for him for taking some responsibility, I guess. Chase, but bad for him for not being in good shape. Chase Headley's on the DL. (laughs) Wade LeBlanc called up uh, for the Padres. We'll talk about him later in the quick quick pitch segment. And how long will Carlos Carrasco be out? He's on the DL, Al. I don't have a timetable for Carrasco at this point. Just but, say one uh, week. But yeah, one week, <laughs> just like Chu.
1: He'll, <laughs> no, he'll be on the 7 More day. than a he week. Stay.
0: Okay, so uh, <laughs> keep an eye on all the injured Indians. More from around baseball before we get into most added and most dropped. Pirates outfielder Garrett Jones almost made three up. He had 32 fantasy points in Week 18, and he started Week 19 with a four-hit night. He's owned in 21% of leagues.
1: He does seem to be hot. I tried to get him in the hitting planer this last week and just didn't have room for him. Guess I should have. I don't yeah. know. I, it's a, The lefty-righty thing still scares me because he doesn't play against lefties, generally speaking. So that that's reason to avoid him, but if he gets hot enough, you never know. That could change.
0: Two home runs for Seth Smith. Who'd he hit him off, Scott?
1: Homer Bailey. <laughs> Lived up to his name. Yeah.
0: Uh, what do you think about Seth Smith?
1: I think he probably won his way back into the lineup with this performance, which, you know, Eric Young is the weirdest. I, that's not at all the most appropriate word. I can't think of the, better, the more appropriate word right now. How yeah, frustrating? Yeah, frustrating, just because, but it's not so much because of Young himself, just no? what the Rockies do with him. They, even when it looks like yeah, they're finally going to give him a chance something like this happens and not that you can blame the Rockies for getting Smith in the lineup after this but there still should be some way to get Young in there
2: yeah well you know if they couldn't see fit to give him playing time over Jose Lopez Jonathan Herrera you know Seth Smith seemed like a bit of a stretch from the get-go um to, to block Young so no it's it is weird <laughs> Alex Rios or Seth Smith
0: they're only in about the same amount of leagues
2: Oh, because Smith is really a, just a much better hitter at this point, but you can't trust his
0: playing. I can't trust his playing time.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I would, think I'm with you. Yeah.
0: Can we trust Rios' playing time with Deaza?
1: Well, I, I don't know that Deaza is really going to be the guy to bump him out. I could see a scenario where they try and the White Sox try and force Juan Pierre into center to get Dian Vicieto up. Okay. But I, I still think Rios, because of the center field thing, is is pretty safe.
0: Oh, you know, I meant to add somebody to the injuries, news, and notes, and now you have reminded me of him. Speaking of call-ups, what do you guys think about Jesus Montero? Should he be on people's radar? Catcher eligibility, and he'll just DH if he comes up for
1: the Yankees. Yeah, no, the catcher eligibility. Certainly a guy with that upside, I think. Um, you're right, we haven't talked about him a lot, but he, he – Deserves to be because he's a guy who can make an immediate impact in mixed leagues.
0: Yeah, keep an eye on him. Uh, Alex Gonzalez is homered in consecutive games. He has a nine game hitting streak. Could be another good replacement for Jose Reyes, but as soon as we talk about Unieski Betancourt, we'll do the shortstop thing. Uh, Brad Hand. You know, Brad Hand, I thought, had been somewhat intriguing, Al, but yesterday he got crushed by the Braves, seven runs in five innings, only under 5% of leagues. Yeah,
2: it wasn't pretty, though. Um, (laughs) So not really a good two-start option to start out with. um, And I don't know that you can read anything particular into this game, but uh,
1: definitely. I want to read in, he had a good ERA going into this, which is, I assume, what made him intriguing. But you look at the start-by-start breakdown. And a uh, higher walk total than the strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, Never, there there and, really hasn't been much to get excited about, yeah. I don't feel like.
0: Yeah, I just realized not only are you guys going head-to-head in the, in the podcast league, fighting for the playoffs, but you've got the Braves and the Marlins playing each That's other. That's right. I'm going. I mean, this is, are you going? I'm
1: going tonight. I'm going on Friday. All giants right. are in town I world series see you there i no. saw the giants last week so okay well i'm a week behind you what do you want me to say <laughs> three
0: quality starts in a row for tim wakefield any value for uh, tim wakefield no yeah and i would agree I, I mean i wouldn't say no value
2: um i'm using him starting him in al only leagues that's as far as i would go though
0: the most added and most dropped players in cbssports.com leagues uh, that will be available under roster trends in your leagues. Pretty interesting stuff to look at. Could be very helpful. Number one in the most added list is Unieski Betancourt. He is up 31% to 51% ownership. So, of the guys we spoke about, Fercal, Gonzalez, Jed Lowry, uh, who else did we discuss? Uh, D. Gordon. How does Betancourt rank up there?
2: I think not favorably.
0: Um, I just
1: I think the very bottom. Oh Probably. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, he's certainly owning more leagues than than D Gordon. You'd rather have Gordon? I would rather have Gordon. Sure. Okay.
1: Well, I well I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. What were you gonna add about Betancourt? Oh, just you know that,
2: um, and it, it's really the same thing. I think we say about him every time, which is that he looks great for short periods where he hits for power, but yeah, outside of those streaks, he gives you very very little production.
0: Number two is Brett Laurie. And number three is Jason Kipnis on the most added list. Laurie owned in 64% of leagues, Kipnis in 49%. Who do you like better?
1: I was talking down Laurie. I have been for much of the year, but I was impressed enough with his uh, showing over the weekend that I would probably go with him over Kipnis. And you can't eliminate the, the coming third base eligibility from that equation. It, it, If there is a tie, it's enough to break the tie. Because even if you have a good third baseman, you never know. He could get hurt. Uh, Laurie's the guy to go with, I think.
0: Number five on the most added list is Jesus Guzman. He is up 23%. He's now owned in 36% of leagues. Uh, Would you rather have Guzman or Casey Kochman, who had a nice day yesterday?
2: I would rather have Guzman because he can hit for for average. And I think he's got a little more power potential than Casey
0: Kochman. Guzman or Edwin Encarnacion, who's first base eligible?
1: I'd go Guzman over in because uh is just so inconsistent and has playing time issues. I I'm still reflecting on the Guzman versus Kochman thing cuz you know, I'm I'm not sure which way I'd go. I, I've I've come to appreciate Kochman a little more recently because his batting average is so high, but more in Roto Leagues than anything. Number 8 is
0: Brett Cecil. What is that about? Is it just because he's facing the A's this week?
2: Yeah, two-start week, uh, good matchup. There you go. Okay. He's he's actually been good last uh, three, maybe four starts. So I think there may be a little more there, but I'm sure a week from now he'll be on the drop list when people look for other two-start options.
0: All right, Al. Let's see how you like Shaver now. Shaver or Cecil? Cecil. Okay. You don't like it You don't like (laughs) it I like it better than I did a week or two ago, but I guess that's still not saying a whole lot. Most drop list now. Number three on the most drop list is Paul Mahalem. It's actually very funny because the most drop list is usually a lot of injured guys. So I take the injured guys out of the equation. Number three is Paul Mahalem. Number seven is Kevin Correa. Number nine is Jeff Karstens. Yes. Three pirate starters. Pirate
1: starters. Yeah. They're going down. Oh, well.
0: (laughs) Ten losses in a row, I guess, will do that to you. (laughs) Uh, is that what it's at now, 10?
2: It, what, uh, they won yesterday. Oh, Did they, they so It's they, over, okay. yeah. they over a
0: 10. One out of 11 ain't bad. <laughs> Any of those three guys worth owning in mixed leagues? Mahalam, Correa, Carstens.
1: Well, you know where I stood on this going into the losing streak. So,
0: <laughs> No. That would be a no?
1: That would be a no. Yeah. Okay. But, but I I don't know. I'll...
2: Uh, I mean, when you say mixed leagues, I mean, in a really deep one, I still think, Maholm and Karsten's potentially could be two start guys, but not in a standard mixed league. Not not any not any of them.
0: Bud Norris is number ten on the list. Bud Norris, uh, you know, just uh, he's also frustrating, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and he hasn't been. There's been a lot more. I don't want to say terrible, but not good lately than good. So he's he's. I could see dropping him in mixed leagues. Yeah, he's
0: still owning seventy-two percent of leagues. Would you rather have Norris or AJ Burnett?
1: I, uh, I would rather have Norris. See, I'd, I'd rather have Burnett because I don't think there's that much distinguishing them performance-wise, and then obviously Burnett much much better supporting cast.
0: Would you rather have Bud Norris or Josh Colemanter? Norris.
1: Yeah, I'll go with Norris there.
0: Jonathan Sanchez.
1: Sanchez by far.
2: Yeah. See, and I, I calibrate Norris a lot higher because I do think that there's – we have to look at the numbers, but I'm sure that there's a good gap between Norris and Burnett in terms of ERA and, and, and uh, sure, walk rate. Sure, on the rate. season, but
1: I I just – I mean more in terms of, I, I guess, cumul- cumulative performance. I know mm-hmm. Norris's innings have been down and uh, – well, obviously the win-loss record is <laughs> is a big thing.
2: No, and that is, and, and I can't dispute that. But getting back to, to Sanchez, you say Sanchez by far. To me, that's actually the tough one for me to decide between Norris or Sanchez. I think that's, that's pretty close, and I think for now I'd
0: actually side with Norris, but that could change in a week or two. Wow. All right. So number 11 on the most drop list is Mets closer Jason Isringhausen, down 9%, now owning 34% of leagues. He had been struggling, did get the win on Monday night. And are people overreacting here? Is it just a little bit of a slump for him? And and is his job safe? Is his
1: role? I don't think his job was ever safe. Uh, I I don't think he's been bad enough that that's necessarily going to be the reason the Mets make a change. So I, I feel like, Is Ringhausen, you should plan on backing him up with Bobby Parnell pretty much all season, but that this isn't the reason you should remove him from your lineup necessarily either. Gotcha. Then
0: let's quick pitch. One player in each league to keep an eye on. And Scott, you get to go first. Jason Kubel.
1: That was the AL quick pitch, the guy I added for Homer Bailey, and I feel like Kubel needs to be owned in pretty much all leagues, Uh, what he's done since coming back from the spring. Foot, 318 batting average, four home runs, just homered again again Monday um, in uh, in 66 at-bats. So the power seems to be coming around. He was hitting for average even before he went on the DL, uh, which... Overall, he's looking a lot more like the guy we saw in 2009, who was pretty much worthy of starting across the board, mm-hmm. than the guy who struggled for most of last year. He brings average. He brings power. Uh, they seem to be playing him against both lefties and righties, which is always a concern for him. So, uh, I, you know, between between blanks and Kubel, I think I have that third outfield spot figured out in the podcast league, which you know, 12-team mixed league. If I plan on starting him there, That says he's pretty high in uh, in my own personal outfield rankings.
2: All right. So so can we say that Scott has a fever and the only prescription <laughs> is more Kubel. Is more Kubel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good, very good, Al. <laughs> okay, Al's AL player is Mariners outfielder Casper Wells. is owned in two percent of both of Al's quick pitches are owned in two percent of leagues yeah. and started in one percent.
2: Going low end, as, as Scott has pointed out, I have a tendency to to do here. So uh, again, another low end pick. So this is more for the AL only owners out there. But Wells getting a change of scenery, part of that Doug Fister trade uh, at the deadline going from Detroit to Seattle, and the former Towson Tiger, there's something I don't get to say very often, nice. uh, uh, is, is playing pretty much every day uh, for Seattle. He started six of the last seven games. I don't think he's got a set position. He'll DH a little, move around the outfield, but they obviously want to get him in the, in the lineup, and I think that there's value there as long as he does play because he does hit with some power. I think he's a guy that's going to sacrifice average for power, and Seattle obviously you know, that's that's a formula that's not going to work as well as it, it did in Detroit. But I think the increase in playing time more than compensates for that. So AL only owners, uh, more than the, there there needs to be more of you playing Casper Wells. There's got to
0: be some kind of joke you can make for Casper Wells. There should be, and yet I, I completely whiffed on that. So uh, you know what they said when he first went to Seattle? It looked like he had seen a ghost. <laughs> not bad. That's not bad.
2: Not good. He, oh, not I bad. did read that. <laughs> this is not a joke and it's not funny, but uh, I did read somewhere that uh, Casper is a family name. So, you know, okay. the, the ghost thing, yeah. you know, he's been hearing that all his life. Yeah.
0: Well, he just heard it's, it one more time. Kind of like Lucas Duda with Camptown Races. Sure. <laughs> Dontrell Willis is Scott's end you know, quick bitch.
1: Yeah. We, I don't feel like – have we talked about Dontrell Willis yeah, a lot? A I don't, I don't know. I think we he talked doesn't... about him
0: last week when you were gone.
1: Okay, so I missed More proof that
0: Scott doesn't listen when he's not here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Willis doesn't have a win yet, so that is uh, a big reason why he's... uh, I think he's still owned in less than 20% of leagues. Um, But my argument for that is, even if he was, let's say, 2-1, 3-1 right now, I still don't think he should be owned in mixed league because I still don't think he's been really... That much better. I mean, the walks are down, so okay, we can look at that and say Willis is 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 back from those awful years with the Tigers. But I I think the leap from saying okay the walks are down to he's back is is a big one that he's still not even close to making because the 3.41 ERA since he's come back he has a one four forty one WHIP. So giving up a lot of base runners, more than a hit per inning, the walk rate, while much much better, is still kind of on the high side, and and I don't think I don't think the 3.41 ERA can hold up with him doing that. So uh, at some point, I, I see him having a mild collapse here, enough that we're not even going to be that interested in him in, in him in in L-only leagues anymore, and that the Reds might ultimately replace him in the rotation too. So. Start against against the Rockies tonight. We'll see if Willis does better than Homer Bailey did.
0: Hopefully. (laughs) Wade LeBlanc is Al's NL player.
2: Right, so another... Low-end guy, owned in only 2% of the leagues, but he does take the mound Tuesday night against the Mets uh, at City Field, but whether it was Citi Field or Petco Park, that's a, a good matchup for LeBlanc, or a good venue, I should say, for LeBlanc, because uh, he is a, a very extreme fly ball pitcher. So he's a matchup guy, but in NL-only leagues uh, with the right matchups, he's, he could be useful. And uh, you know, I forgot, I mean, I know that LeBlanc has been up and down the last three, four seasons. He made 25 starts for the Padres last year, and... Not a great performance, of 4.25 ERA, but that, again, that's an ERA that signals that you can probably use them in deeper leagues. And again, in his case, very, you know, could be very good with the right matchups. And I think uh, Tuesday night's matchup against the Mets
0: could be one of those. Okay, friends. Keep it cordial this week, two of you.
1: We'll try. I need this win badly. It's (laughs) It's uh, desperate. My team's kind of been in a free fall.
0: And which Mets or which Marlins Braves game are you going to?
1: Which Marlins-Braves game? Wednesday, uh, right? Tuesday- you going Wednesday? No, I'm going tonight. I'm going tonight? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Okay, who's pitching? Beachy for the Braves, and uh, I think it's Clay Hensley for the Marlins.
0: <laughs> that should be a win for the Braves.
1: Oh, and by the way, we all said
0: under uh, – you weren't here, Al, but we all said under 30 for Dan Uggla. so tonight's the night. It was me, you, and Herc, I think. We said under 30 for the hitting streak. He's at 29 right now, so we'll root I'll, against I'll,
1: them. I'll be rooting to be wrong. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind being wrong.
0: Dan Ugly. It happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is tearing it up. That's it for today's show. Tomorrow we will get to your emails. DM fantasy baseball at CBS.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBS fantasy BB and Facebook.com slash CBS sports fantasy. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And Scott's going to be a little sleepy because he's got a big night tonight.